Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking with Warwick MBA graduate Sandy Sidlowskete, who after working in oil and gas, used her MBA to transition into digital consulting with emphasis. question is, would you kindly share your name, where you're from, and where you did your MBA? Sure. Um, so my name is Sandra, or Sandy. Uh, I'm Lithuanian originally, living in London, um, and I did my MBA at Warwick Business School. So throughout your career, you've been in business and consulting-based roles, but in quite different industries. So previous to the MBA, you were working with um, Saudi Aramco in oil and gas, and now you're in tech a digital transformation with emphasis. Could you walk us through your experience to date? So I think I'm going to start out from the fact that this was a huge shift from sort of a very operational uh, role to like an advisory role. So um, it was an absolutely extremely steep learning curve. Um, so I had to learn a lot about technology um, and also embrace different ways of thinking. So from very much kind of being focused on a task to really sort of applying critical thinking to a variety of problems. So the first few months were like tough. Um, I had to spend a lot of time just taking it all in, learning a lot about the industry, how it's structured, how the pro- like how the staffing works, etc. Um, so lots of long hours. And I think initially you're sort of assigned to a project um, like based on your capabilities, uh, which may not be necessarily where your where your interest is. Um, and as sort of as the time was going, I really got involved in some like super cool stuff. So I took um, um, a leading role in the diversity and inclusion initiative. That's outside of my sort of core capabilities. Um, and I got involved in a really interesting project. So um, sort of really utilizing some of my core skills, getting involved in business development, which was quite um sort of new to me uh, well the sales element was quite new to me so um so yeah it's been uh it's been really interesting and I would just say one thing that I didn't really know about consulting I did a lot of research but that grit is probably the key success factor in making a transition many MBAs do the degree to make a pivot what was your motivation for doing an MBA so I think there are two things um First one was um, I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to do consulting. So um, and I just kind of knew there was a, this was a perfect environment for me to network um, and sort of unlearn some of the bias and learn different way of thinking and structuring problems. So I would say one was just pivoting to consulting. And the other one was really sort of personal growth. I think that's probably I'm not, I'm not even sure which one was the bigger motivator. Um kind of putting myself in a situation when I challenge myself, like the risk is huge. Um, you know, you, you're leaving your full-time job. It's lots of uncertainty. Um, but as um, someone said to me once, like comfort zone is a great place, but like nothing grows there. Um, and I think when you put yourself in a very like opposite environment, this is where you see lots of personal growth. That's a really good quote. <laughs> I might I might steal that. How did you go about choosing your program? I think what I started with, I started with my friends. So like asking my friends who did an MBA, 
like what do they like about this what their career transition was like post mba um and i think you learn as much about what they did right um as you do about like what didn't go like right like where they were like lacking support etc so that kind of helped me come up with my own criteria for like business school and the second element is like speaking to people and attending events and for me culture was really really important and that's one of one part that i cannot actually articulate what that means um but i feel when i attended events that was like right away i kind of knew some schools were just not right for me um and i think when you speak to alumni um and sort of see their motivation what they liked about the program it becomes very much like evident what's the right thing for you so then i mean the million dollar question is what was your mba experience like um expectation and versus reality so i mean i'll start by saying i had literally the best year of my life um and that already sets the tone that probably my expectations were lower um but what i kind of expected i expected this to be quite dry and sort of very academic like i mean it is tough um and i sort of thought okay well i'm going to go in and i'm going to come out with these like hard skills um and i think the reality is like actually it's it's obviously tough you have to put a lot of hours in but the environment is so supportive um and it's like probably the best growth environment i've ever been in so i think when it came to my expectations um i probably learned a lot more about myself than i thought i would and i think kind of eventually i kind of realized what the true value of that is so that's kind of like a good way of fixating expectations from a very like different angle i thought similarly that I guess you I don't know I feel like I, I went in thinking you're going to learn all these really really hard skills and as you said you know you do study a lot you learn a lot but you learn it's a lot more qualitative qualitative I think and it's the soft skills really I think that gets strengthened strengthened the most and I think if you actually look at like a lot of like you know, research papers um in terms of what a good leader looks like um it's not really about the hard skills anymore I mean these are like actually the easy ones which I didn't really know until I spent like a full year um like learning about myself and thinking okay you know why do I need to know all of these things about myself to be a good leader and actually this is where leadership starts um with how do you how do you know what motivates you if you I mean if you don't motivating your team is going to be absolutely impossible right like obviously we've talked a bit about um your MBA experience Sandy and like the the soft and the hard skills that you gained but in terms of what you're doing like day to day now in consulting like what do you think were the the most valuable parts of your course i think i would probably say one skill and one perhaps i would need, i would not even know the word for that maybe like an activity um or like a skill um i guess maybe that is a skill um so one is active listening um i always thought i was a pretty good listener but i don't think i was as good as i thought i was um so i think really sort of like participating in some of these workshops and um hearing for what's being said that's so useful when you're like you know approaching client problems um because your clients are from all over the world i mean some cultures are a lot more upfront about you know their expectations and some are like a bit more you have to read between the lines so that is a absolutely i think key skill And the other thing that really helped me um it wasn't so much to do with an actual like MBA curriculum um but I did a lot of case studies 
Um, and I think case studies is what literally transformed my thinking from, um, you know, maybe bringing in some of the knowledge that I have to really approaching any problem without any bias. And I think a breaking point was when I was doing a case in oil and gas and it was terrible, right? And I thought like, why do we really, why do they do so bad, right? Um, and because I wasn't really thinking about this from a very like structured perspective, I was bringing lots of like outside knowledge. So I would say case studies, like the preparation for consulting was like literally the best thing I think I did to prepare myself for um, a career in consulting. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It's not just about like getting through the interview with them, but also about the way that it makes you think and the skills you develop from that as well, right? Oh, absolutely. I think it's it's like you can take any problem, like an industry that you've never worked in, and you'd be like, okay, what is that you're trying to achieve? So the whole like the whole structure like really works, and it really works in my everyday um, life too. Um, and so the area that you're working, you mentioned it's digital transformation. Um, for listeners who perhaps aren't as familiar with that area, can you give us a quick overview of like what it actually entails? Um, sure. Well, there are a few things I probably uh, would um, cover here. So maybe I would start with like consulting value chain. So um, I think that's probably like a good starting point because when people see, oh, like, you know, I, I, I would like to learn more about consulting. Um, I think the first point I would say, well, actually, do you understand what consulting, what type of consulting is out there? So you probably start with like very sort of traditional consulting work, saying, how do you solve a problem? I mean, do you increase revenue or do you reduce cost? And operation operationalization is somewhere in between, right? And then you say, okay, well, how do I go from point A to point B? And then you, once you take that further, you sort of get into implementation. When you look at like, who's going to be doing this? What work streams? What are the timelines? Is there like a pilot, et cetera? Um, and in a way, uh, that still remains the same in, 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 in digital transformation or like tech consulting. You're still solving a business problem. But the element that you're adding is like, how can you use technology to solve some of these issues? So again, um, you can use this at any point. You can, you know, use, uh, look at IT strategy, right? So saying, okay, how do you, I don't know. I mean, if you look at what happened during COVID, companies had to go, um, like had to turn to e-commerce like overnight pretty much, right, to survive. So essentially you're looking at how do you tap into different sort of parts of the value chain and use technology to solve that. In terms of where change sets, so change is, I would probably the best way to use, I, I love that one, it's you've got a few things. You've got um, processes, technology and people, right? So with any change um, of strategy or um, if you're, I don't know, like let's say you get an ERP system or something, you're still going to look at these three elements, right? So you're going to be looking, okay, well, I mean, are your processes changing um, as a consequence of technology? And um, and another element is obviously people. So what change really does is brings these three elements together so that you've got alignment between uh, your technology, process, and people. That's sort of like really broadly speaking. Um, so if you're really diving into a typical change project, um, I mean, it could be anything from like user adoption to communication strategy, looking at impact assessments, um, stakeholder engagement, etc. So anything that is really required to align these like three areas, um, that's pretty much what change management and consulting is. And for MBAs who 
um, like who actually want to, to work in this area, what would your advice be for them? Well, I think it's an amazing time to actually join um, because there is so much work around. I mean, obviously, um, thanks to COVID. So if there is an area that is actually growing, it's probably that. Um, so firms are actually investing um, into getting the right talent. So I would just really sort of say, first of all, understand consulting value chain. So what I sort of mentioned, like, what are you trying to solve? Um, and then second, I would say redefine your value, right? Um, and by that, what I mean, competition is tough. So if your two-minute pitch is all about your education and your experience, I mean, it's probably going to get lost in a whole pool of applications. So really think what makes you different. And these things are usually very basic things about yourself. So things that your parents probably would know, your friends would know. Um, I mean, are you going to be the person that everyone's going to turn to when times are tough, right? Um, are you like a person that brings structure to um, chaos? So thinking of these like, uh, like qualities that you have to make you different. Um, and that also, like, I think a lot of the MBAs are kind of like at different stages in their career. So really think about the seniority dimension too. So, you know, can you bring in like leadership experience, sort of anything business development related? Um, and other thing I would just say, just speak to people. Um, that's really the best way. Like ask about their problems, right? Like if you speak to any consultants, any companies, say like, what is it, what is it you're struggling with? And I really think like, okay, what do I know about technology and what skills do I have to solve this issue? Um, so I would just say these are probably the four, well, I would say five if you add cases. I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, I think these are the key tips I would uh, share with those looking to get into consulting. Yeah, it's interesting actually that you mentioned um, like talking to people because the other thing that I was going to ask, like Kristen and I both know um, that you're really great at networking and really good at, at kind of building those relationships. So what would your tips be for um, for MBAs when it comes to networking and, and kind of building those, those win-win relationships? Well, thank you uh, for the kind words. <laughs> That's really sweet of you, ladies. Um, I would just say like for the win-win relationships, I mean, people work with people, right? And that has not changed through, throughout centuries. So be genuine. Um, like really try like, you know, when you're, when you're like looking who to gonna, who you're going to get in touch with, see like what genuinely interests you about this person. Is it like the, uh, you know, where they did their education? Is it the career transition? So really sort of try to connect on that level. And, and remember, like, this is not a sprint, like, you know, like, what do you want to get out of this? You want to, you want to learn, right? Or um, you want to, you know, perhaps at some point, see, you know, if you can like work together or something, but really, like, I would just say, maintain these relationships. So sort of really think about what I'm trying to get out. Like, I'm trying to learn something uh, from this person. What can I give them? Like, what can I share with them that will be of interest to them? Um and sort of be specific when you reach out to people. I think there's nothing worse than, you know, like a paragraphs of information that you have to filter through and you're still unclear what the person like wants from you. Um, so just to be specific, is it like 15 minutes of their time to understand their education or um, is it how they made a career transition? Um, so just sort of be really specific um, and just maintain that, you know, it's, 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 you never know where they're going to end up um, and you never know, you know, if that's going to be a good connection for you in the future. Um, 
And I think another thing that I would probably say, and this is probably one of the most important things that I personally learned, that vulnerability is a virtue, not a weakness. And it's very much okay to say, hey, I, I don't understand. Like, I need support. Like, I need your help. Like, people like to help people. So I think if you're coming across as, like, know-it-all, for the receiver, it becomes very difficult to say, well, actually, what do they need from me if they know it all, right? So I think the vulnerability part is like, you know, and being like genuine is, is so important and it definitely isn't a weakness, which like I didn't know like five years ago. Yeah, I really like your point about kind of thinking about networking from a longer term perspective. Um, I think, I don't know, some people approach it as like something that you need to do lots of during your MBA. And obviously it's really important, but then it's also, you just appreciate that it, it does take time to build those like genuine connections mm-hmm. as well. It's exactly same like with friendships. Like you don't go to someone and say, hey, we're going to be friends now, right? Like um, you get to know what they like, you know, you share something about you and you sort of build that connection. So it's no different with professional relationships. Um, I think an angle that you connect may be different, but it's still boils down to being genuine and actually being generally interested in the person right so we've talked about your um your MBA experience and your career at the moment so where do you go from here and what are your plans for the future oh um very good question um so I think in like very like immediate future um I would say within my current role I am sort of looking to explore the consulting value chain like um moving probably up a little bit so getting involved in more strategic initiatives um and also taking more probably leadership responsibilities so that's kind of where i'm at and where i'm going probably within the next year or so um and i think one thing that i'm like i sort of i'm really committed to it's learning like least something about one industry or sector or function or a job a month so really sort of keeping that networking going and you know just reaching out to people saying hey I don't know anything about your industry can I like get 20 minutes of your time because that's really interesting um so sort of I'm very much committed um so I think you know we'll see where that takes me I guess I'm uh, sort of very open uh very open to opportunities yeah and I think that's good and it's really important to kind of you know it's I think we've talked about it on the the podcast before but like the MBA isn't just about like one kind of post-course career switch I don't think it's about kind of setting yourself up for I think more choices and options um yeah throughout and it's not necessarily like always like um I think one thing I didn't realize is like you don't always have to change jobs um I think within each company you can look at like taking new responsibilities on and the same way and I think that sometimes people kind of forget that you can really just think okay well rather than me like looking for the next best thing is there anything else I can get out of my current organization can I get get I get in touch with someone uh, from another department and see if I can collaborate on something and that way learn um so that's what I probably mean like you know you have to be open to opportunities that are like literally in front of you not only something that is like in the distant future that's all for today's modern MBA podcast I'm Kristen and I'm Marie If you like this episode, remember to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get access to articles and more great content by visiting our website, themodernmba.co.uk, or you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until next time, bye! Bye!